News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Welcome to episode 168 of the Luke Messias Show. The sexual revolutionaries have taken a setback in the last week with a ruling from the Texas Supreme Court, which is also a very complex ruling to unpack. We won't get into every detail, but we will explain to you what it means. There are some good things and bad things that we learned from Texas Supreme Court ruling that came out this last week on whether or not Child Protective Services could continue to investigate Texas families who are trying to transition their children, trying to turn little girls into little boys, little boys into little girls. That being said, the revolutionaries have had a win this week uh, with the recent designation of prom king to a high school boy who thinks he's a girl and came to prom dressed as a girl. And Texas taxpayers funded the celebration of this mentally ill young man, as well as the Republican Party weighing into this with the Republican Party actually deciding to not allow the log cabin Republicans, an LGBTQ activist group to come in to the convention and have a booth at this year's convention and our vice chairman, Cap Parks, greatly protesting that move. We're going to talk about what this means for the future of our state and for this issue in particular today. So let's start with the Texas Supreme Court's ruling. It's a really complicated ruling that they put down. And the reason is because it's hard to enforce laws that are killed by Dade Field and Dustin Burroughs and Stephanie Click. That is the number one takeaway when you unpack the recent Supreme Court ruling. And in order to talk to you about what the Supreme Court said, I need to just briefly timeline out the reason they are even having to weigh in in this matter. After the legislature killed Senate Bill uh, 1646 by Charles Perry, that was Senate Bill 1646 by Charles Perry, when when the Texas House of Representatives killed that bill, we did not have anything in law that said that you, as a parent, cannot transition your child, right? And the Senate tried to move to call it child abuse. And the Texas House killed it because Don Huffines and Alan West and other conservatives were running hard on this issue. Greg Abbott was confronted. We actually played this clip for y'all back in episode 140, and I'm going to play it again just to remind you. So this is Governor Abbott on the campaign trail being asked about this issue. He was having these special sessions, but he wasn't calling up legislation to call this child abuse. And that would have put the pressure on the Texas House of Representatives to actually do something about it. So he was asked by Mark Davis why that was the case. Let's go to the clip. Listen. Some people have said it seems pretty thorough. All kinds of really good things are on there. There are a couple of things where people went, hmm, why isn't this on there? And one of them was, even though on the on the crazy issue of gender bending, there is uh, the initiative to keep a boy from being next to your daughter on the track team and they're competing in the track meet. But curiously, absent was a notion of a law to make it illegal to carve up our kids or, or pump them full of hormones in order to change their sex when they are still minors. Why wasn't that in the call? Because we have another solution that will address that problem uh, that will be announced shortly. Um, um, I know you would like me to announce it on your show. And, I would. And maybe I'll be good. Uh, but but not, not, not today. 
Uh, but uh, the the solution should be announced within the next week. Uh, I, I'll, I'll be candid with you. I'll tell you what everybody knows, uh, and, and that is the chances of that passing uh, during the session uh, in the House of Representatives was nil. Uh, and Why? as a result, I. Why, why in, the, in a conservative state with Republicans in charge, a law that says we're not going to let you carve up your 10th grader because he thinks he's a girl, uh, how in God's name does that not pass in Texas? Uh, I can't I, I can't answer for that other than uh, I can I can gain the odds. However, what I can tell you is I have another way of achieving the exact same thing. Uh, and it's about a finished product as we speak right now and may be announced as soon as this week. So I will, I will respect your timing on that and just ask one more thing, that when that solution does make itself known, will it will the end result, if, as you said, the bottom line is what matters, is that that crazy parents and crazy doctors will not be able to try to turn girls into boys and vice versa in the state of Texas? Yes. Okay. Um, so driving around. So there's a lot of different opinions on why Governor Abbott chose this path. I can tell you that more often than not, he, first of all, doesn't like making the Texas House of Representatives look bad. He is supporting largely a bunch of moderate Republican, Dade Field and loyalists in the Texas House races in this runoff. So that is the side of the team of the Republican Party that he likes. When they are doing things like killing this conservative legislation, he doesn't want to call them out because they're huge allies that help kind of cover him and protect him from having to vote on stuff he doesn't want to vote on, from having to sign legislation, I should say, that he doesn't want to sign because he doesn't actually vote. We talked about this on our show when we said that Governor Abbott is actually right now playing heavy defense against Dan Patrick's offense, and that's one of the reasons he's going into play in all of these competitive runoff elections, to try to make the Republican caucus in the Texas House as moderate as possible. But he tells Mark Davis, I have a silver bullet. And what he ends up coming out with is a letter. And that letter says, hey, DP, uh, sorry, DFPS, Child Protective Services, is the genital mutilation of children child abuse. And then they reply back and say, yes, it is. So all of a sudden, this thing that isn't in the law as child abuse is declared child abuse by the governor's appointee. And Fox News and all these people picked up these headlines and made Governor Abbott look really good. But we knew that that wasn't sufficient. And so Brian Slayton and Matt Krause and other conservative lawmakers came in and said, hey, what about puberty blockers? What about gender affirming, other gender affirming care that the left calls it? We would call it uh, uh, child abuse, transitionary therapies to these kids that are trying to turn them into something they cannot become. So they come in and ask DFPS, well, why would you just say this one surgical removal is child abuse? Why not all of this being child abuse? And DFPS says, well, we don't know, but we're going to ask the attorney general what his opinion is. And then everyone goes, oh, what about Ken Paxton? What does he think? And the goal of this was to put Ken Paxton in the hot seat because Ken Paxton was almost kind of danged if he did, danged if he didn't. Like, Ken, if he comes out and says, hey, the legislature didn't do its job, so it's really hard to make a law where no law exists, then everyone would say, well, Ken Paxson's not willing to protect these kids. So I think Ken Paxson did the best possible thing he could, which is come out and say, yes, if that's child abuse, all of this other stuff is child abuse, and that is correct. So now DFPS is in a situation where they actually have to investigate and they end up investigating one of their own employees who was trying to turn their 16 year old girl into a 16 year old boy 
And so now there have been these lawsuits that have come about. People saying you can't even do this. And the Supreme Court is put in a situation. It went from the district court to the appellate court, now up to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court made a ruling that's very technical and wonky, okay? You could honestly have both sides come out with some wins. So they didn't give DFPS the ability, they didn't overturn the lower court's ruling that DFPS cannot continue to investigate the family they are currently investigating, okay? They didn't really rule on that one one way or the other, but it kind of sounds like they can't. Or at least investigate them for what they're currently investigating them for, not investigate them, period. And then they did say that the lower court, which tried to pass this uh, ruling that said that DFPS had to cease all investigations into this matter, and they said, you can't do that. That's not actually a thing. So in that way, they opened DFPS back up into being an agency that can investigate all these things. Understand that the Department of Family Protective Services is an agency that has, for the last several years, celebrated the transitioning of children in Texas. And that's a sad, sick reality that Don Huffines called out when he was running his campaign. And then that led to DFPS actually taking down a bunch of the material on their website that celebrated these little boys who were getting turned into little girls, these little girls who were trying to get turned into little uh, boys. They were celebrating that. So we have had employees at CPS leave the agency over the investigation that's been done on their fellow employee who's also abusing her child. Now, the good thing that has come out of all of this, once Ken Paxson actually took the ruling to where it needed to get taken, see, Greg Abbott wrote a letter that intentionally left out most of the activity that was actually happening so that DFPS could take a stand without actually investigating anybody. Ken Paxton put meat on the bones of that, which then caused an investigation to actually start. And then you had a bunch of these, honestly, child abuser protectors at DFPS that like and celebrate and rejoice in the sexual revolution that's happening and how it's affecting our kids. They left. They resigned. They said, I don't want to be part of this, which is fantastic. I wish any state employee that believed that would resign tomorrow. The Supreme Court of Texas struggled. And again, if you read the ruling, the biggest problem the court has right now is they don't have any language codified in law that says transitioning your child is child abuse. That's because Dade Phelan, Stephanie Click, and Dustin Burroughs 100% oppose that. And Stephanie Click even at least passed a bill that would have meant doctors couldn't do the procedure, but she intentionally didn't even have a hearing on legislation that would say it's child abuse because she doesn't support that policy. So the Texas House, 100% when it comes to the leadership structure that addresses this issue, they oppose that policy. And so when they kill a bill that would do that, you now end up with these weird rules where the governor and his appointee and Paxton and letters to Paxton have to try to figure out a way to protect these kids because the Texas House won't do it. So... The Supreme Court has ruled that DFPS can continue the investigation, but they haven't ruled as to whether or not there even is a rule. That's kind of what they said. To some extent, it's like we don't even know what rule it is we're ruling on because there's not even a rule. There's not something that specifically says one way or the other that DFPS has done something. It's all this vague, undefined area where Greg Abbott was trying to get a political win in the middle of a primary. Ken Paxton kind of made that 
smoke and mirrors become something that actually did something, and now we're stuck in court. And if we had a law that said this was child abuse, we wouldn't even be having these arguments that we're having today, which is why next session this needs to happen. And we all know it needs to happen. Even though we're seeing some wins, and this Supreme Court case to some extent is a win. I don't think it's a full win, but it to some extent is a win. We continue to have the ability to investigate these child abusers around the state. The left continues to try to take over the institutions of Texas. And one of the ones they are working very hard in is the public school system. And over the weekend, a clip came out of a high school young man, a mentally ill young man, who thinks he is a woman and who came to prom dressed as a woman. And this young man, Fredo Ayala, in Birdville ISD, was named prom king and then celebrated by all of his peers. This is a sad thing, and I just want you, we're just going to go listen to the announcement here. All right, drum roll, please. 2022, Prom King, Fredo Ayala. So Texas taxpayers paid for that celebration. That celebration in a taxpayer-funded building used to promote. It's actually interesting. I went back and forth. At, at, the, at least uh, they acknowledge that he, if he's going to be one thing, he's a king and not a queen. It's actually interesting how the left, even in celebrating the revolution, is still stuck in this binary system. And it's not a binary system. I I misspoke there. It's a binary reality. Man or woman. King or queen. But we need to understand that this is what we're up against. And... The left's not going away. We know that they continue to promote CRT in classrooms, even though we passed one of the strongest bans ever. And we know that they're going to continue to promote this type of sexual revolution every day they can, which is why Ron DeSantis passed a bill that said you can't even talk about sex with a kindergartner through a third grader. And that should probably be fifth, sixth, seventh. We should move it all the way up. You don't want the public school system talking to people about sex. Kids. You don't want them talking to kids about sex. Understand this. More often than not, it's going to be a very bad conversation. And it's probably going to be built on a foundation in midair 
okay? There's nothing. No truth. No basic morals and ethics that govern the affairs of men. No, it is going to be based on some leftist garbage designed to indoctrinate Texas kids. And this is the byproduct of when we let it happen. So if we let this continue to happen, there will be more prom kings and queens in the future. This is not, this is the first of many, unless Texas gets things back on track. And the Republican Party of Texas recognizes this, which is why for the, I don't know, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth consecutive time, the Texas GOP voted against allowing the log cabin Republicans to have a booth at the convention. So every single booth, if you go to the Republican convention, it's the second largest political gathering in the world under like the Republican National Convention. If you go there, there are all these Republicans. I'm going to say 15,000, 10,000, 12,000. And there's a huge convention hall and there are gun groups and fiscal responsibility groups and Texas scorecard will have a booth at the convention and all of these different people will be their candidates, statewide office holders. And so the largest LGBT Republican group wanted to have a booth and has wanted to have a booth there for a while. And the Republican Party of Texas has um, consistently said no, because they actually vote on each booth they allow in. And there's other booths they will vote at times to not allow in or people that will just pull their booth if they think you're not going to let us in. They'll just pull their booth because they don't want to get voted down. I know different organizations and entities that will be like, hey, we don't think we have the votes to let our booth that advocates for what we advocate for that's not in line with the Republican platform in the convention. So we just won't even ask for a booth. Or if they ask for it and they're told like, hey, I don't think you have the votes, they just pull it. But log cabin Republicans wants to force the vote. They want to be denied. And they ultimately want to get in. But put this on the backdrop of everything we've covered on today's show. With all of the battlefields that are going on in the sexual revolution in Texas. And I think the Republican Party showed continued prudence in saying no. But the vice chair of the Republican Party, Kat Parks, who's not running for re-election, she said, looks like I'll be skipping the Texas GOP convention booth hall. Um, and it, it's just strange that at this time, we have a leader in the Republican Party who has said, unless these individuals who engage in certain sexual acts are allowed to promote their ideas and agenda in the Republican convention, I don't want to be part of this convention hall. I don't even want to go in. No one is surprised to know that I disagree with Cat Park's position on this issue. I hope that the Republican leaders, the SREC members, the convention delegates, the leaders of the various committees in this upcoming convention are not swayed by these type of stands that we see 
from some Republicans who are ready to give up on these issues because we can't give up on these issues. And we also can't play this game where we try to act like LGBTQ is not LGBTQ, right? I mean, by the way, I want to be clear. The log cabin Republicans, and there are some members of the log cabin Republican Party that will say, well, we don't support the transgender movement. In fact, they've even come out with statements that say, well, you shouldn't be able to transition a kid. You shouldn't do this. But if you go to their website, they say they're America's oldest and largest organization for LGBT conservatives. Now, LGBT conservatives is an oxymoron. That is not two words that should go together. But that being said, LGBT, T stands for trans in the LGBT movement. So log cabin Republicans are an LGBT group. And there's this attempt by a lot of people who are in the more of the middle of our party to try to, one, act like there's something different between L's and G's and B's and T's. And the L's and the G's and the B's and the T's know that there's not, which is why they're LGBT. It shouldn't be promoted at the Republican Party convention. It's a good thing it's not being promoted at the Republican Party convention. We need to pass laws that stop this revolution from continuing in our state. And we need politicians at the Supreme Court to shut it down entirely. I'm tired of these wonky, complex rulings that keep coming out where we then say, well, we kind of won, but we kind of didn't. And it's really complicated. Let's stop complicating it then. And let's start standing up for truth in Texas. With that, I hope you have a blessed week. If you haven't voted early, it's probably good for any political show to remind everybody that early voting goes through Friday around the state of Texas. And while this show doesn't endorse candidates one way or the other, it's we do believe that people voting is a good thing. And so you should consider voting and tell your friends to vote because runoffs are super low turnout. So the more people that show up, the better. And if you can get people who align with your candidates to turn out, then you can significantly sway whatever elections you find yourself in in this Republican runoff. Election day is next Tuesday, which will be when the next Luke Macias episode comes to you. God bless you and God bless Texas. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messias Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit texasscorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you and God bless Texas. Texas.